Welcome back to Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers, as well as some Holy Sisters. I'm Dave Orsborn, sitting here in the studio again today with Sister Louis Mary Passeri. Welcome back, Sister. Thank you. Today, we're going to have a reflection from Pope Benedict XVI from a general audience in 2008. But before we go to that reflection, Sister, can you open us in prayer? I would love to. Dear merciful God, you continue to love us even when we are unfaithful. Today we ask that you open our minds to see the need for penance in our lives and open our hearts to take up the crosses in our lives as Jesus did in his life. Help us to be faithful to Pope Benedict's message and to follow you each day. We ask this in Jesus' name. By the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Yeah, as I said earlier, this is from Pope Benedict XVI, a general audience in 2008. Conversion is first and foremost a grace, a gift that opens the heart to God's infinite goodness. He himself anticipates with his grace our desire for conversion, and accompanies our efforts for full adherence to his saving will. Therefore, to convert is to let oneself be won over by Jesus and to return with him to the Father. Conversion thus entails placing oneself humbly at the school of Jesus and walking meekly in his footsteps. In this regard, the words with which he himself points out the conditions for being his true disciples are enlightening. After affirming, whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it, he adds, For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? To what extent does a life that is totally spent in achieving success, longing for prestige, and seeking commodities to the point of excluding God from one's horizon truly lead to happiness? Can true happiness exist when God is left out of consideration? Experience shows that we are not happy because our material expectations and needs are satisfied. In fact, the only joy, the only joy that fills the human heart is that which comes from God. Indeed, we stand in need of infinite joy. Neither daily concerns nor life's difficulties succeed in extinguishing the joy that is born from friendship with God. Jesus's invitation to take up one's cross and follow him may at first sight seem harsh and contrary to what we hope for, mortifying our desire for personal fulfillment. At a closer look, however, we discover that it is not like this. The witness of the saints show that in the cross of Christ, in the love that is given, In renouncing to the possession of oneself, one finds that deep serenity 
which is the source of generous dedication to our brethren, especially to the poor and needy, and this also gives us joy. This Lenten journey of conversion on which we are setting out today, together with the entire church, thus becomes a favorable opportunity, the acceptable time for renewing our filial abandonment in the hands of God and for putting into practice what Jesus continues to repeat to us, if any, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. This is how one ventures forth on the path of love and true happiness. Amen. Amen. True happiness, sister. <laughs> well, there's so much to be said about that. But here we are being called again to conversion, to be turned around, to realize that God will be the one to turn us around. But we have to desire it and make the effort. Now, yesterday we talked about prayer. Mm-hmm. And today we're talking about the cross, penance. And with our traditional, we used to say, we still do, <clears throat> prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Well, Another word for fasting would be penance. It is a penance to fast. So that's what maybe we could spend these couple minutes thinking about. <clears throat> why do we have to do penance? Why, do we, or why are we called to carry the cross of Jesus? We're born with a fallen human nature, and we have an ego, which is our false self, you might say. God is calling us to be true children of his, to be to be images of fulfilled images of God. And we have Jesus for our, our pattern, our leader, as a human being. And so when we whittle away, when we say no to ourselves, when I want something and I say, no, I really don't need it, I can deprive myself of that. Or when I don't want to do something and I know that it's the right thing to do, the generous, kind thing to do, and I make myself do it. I'm whittling away at that ego. I'm whittling away at that selfish part of me, inside of me. And I'm making room for God to move in to more of myself and make me more like like he wants me to be, like he meant for me to be when he created me in the first place. And so penance is necessary. Sometimes we look at penance uh, well, I can remember as a child, and I think most Catholics did, give up candy. You know, it was, what are you going to give up in Lent? And that's still okay if you like candy and you give it up. But it's more than that. It's answering an invitation to love more deeply. Like, if I'm just giving up candy so I lose five pounds, well, that's (laughs) a good thing if I need to lose weight. But it's not really penance in the sincere term of the word. But if, if, if someone, if I gave up coffee during Lent and someone who really is trying to show me hospitality and says, oh, sister, please let me give you a cup of coffee, maybe it would be more, very, more meritorious for me to drink that coffee than to give it up if I drink it for the love of God. And so maybe our penance would be to visit someone in a nursing home. Maybe our penance would be to listen to someone when you've already heard it four times and you're dead tired and you see how important it is for that person to tell you again. Mm -hmm. Maybe our penance is 
to turn off the TV and open our scripture uh, and, and, and get a scripture passage that we can apply to ourselves. And so we are called to do this penance. We're called to deny ourselves, and we're called to follow Jesus. And as you just read, as St. Benedict, Pope Benedict uh, wrote, um, we cannot be happy because we're made for God. And St. Augustine said that. Our hearts were made for thee, O Lord, and they cannot rest, not in possessions, not in prestige, not in, in um, pleasure. Their hearts were made for thee, and they will rest when they rest in you, O God. And so if each act of penance that we perform is, is done with love and, and a willing spirit, then that is bringing us closer to God. That is making us at more at one with God. And we thank God for those opportunities. We thank God in our daily life. And Lent is a time to concentrate on that. So we should say, Happy Lent. And here we are on the second day now of Lent. And thank you, Sister, for making that connection also between prayer and penance, because I know too many Lents where it's me that decides to give up or to take on without prayer. So it's me making that decision. And I think both Benedict and Francis have made that point that the first mover on all of this is God himself and, and the importance of, of starting in prayer mm-hmm. and even at, very specifically asking the Lord, what would you like me to do in order to grow closer to you this Lent? And we'll get an answer. Always. Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thanks for being with us for the journey, this journey through Lent with the Holy Fathers and Sister Louis Mary Passeri. Thank you, Dave. Amen. And let's uh, end in prayer. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. God bless. people presume that organized religion is somehow shallow. After all, organized religions try to define God, to put him in a box, so to speak. And wouldn't a supreme being be more vast and undefinable than that? So they end up being attracted to a spirituality that's more, well, vague. But if you think about it, Catholics claim that God is love. And if God is love, wouldn't he want to stoop down to our level so that we could know him? Wouldn't he make himself understandable and definable for our sakes? Wouldn't love choose to become as approachable as an infant or as plain as bread so that we could draw near to him, know him, and touch him? You see, we Catholics didn't put God in a box. God put himself there for our sakes. And love would do nothing less. And there's nothing more vast and more profound or more beautiful than that. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com.